Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Jasmine Rose is a sacred womb guide and holistic fertility coach and registered holistic nutritionist. Her journey to reconnect with her womb and cycle began when she bled for nearly 365 days straight. Jasmine became a humble student of her body, learning the biological complexity of the female anatomy while creating a deep connection to the spirit of the pelvic bowl. It was her womb's voice that initiated her life's work. She's now on a mission to guide women in a healthy to into to a healthy and magical relationship to their womb space and rewrite the narrative around the way we as a collective bleed birth and explore pleasure. So I had the pleasure of meeting Jasmine. We're doing some work together and I am just obsessed with you. So I immediately was like, get her on the podcast. Let's talk. So, so happy you're here. Thank you so much for having me, Krista what's going on in your world. It's a, it's a crazy time to be alive. Um, tell me what's happening over there today. Mm-hmm. Well, this feels like the the perfect time to chat because I'm actually just coming out of, out of a birth. I'm also a birth doula. And I saw that. Yeah. And so I, I always feel so inspired when I come out of the birth process, because of course it really signifies everything that I do with the womb in such a beautiful way. And so I call it riding the birth high where, you know, I'm just receiving so much information from the spaciousness that we create within our wombs and witness, witnessing someone go through the transformation of birth really anchors me so deeply into my work. So today I am riding the birth high. <laughs> I can feel it. Yeah. It I can really feel cool. it. I love that. And I just can't imagine. I saw in your story that you've been um, a couple births, right? Multiple births. Yeah. And this is really signifying something so sweet for me because I have officially decided to, you know, complete this part of my career. I've been attending births for five years and it has really guided me into some of the most magical places of just connecting to one of the most human experiences of our lives. Mm. Um, and of course, you know, as things grow and evolve, I always promised myself that I would leave the birth world if I ever felt that there was a pull for my energy to be used in a different way. And the womb spoke very loudly to me this year that um, the human connection that I can create with, with birthing people all over the world can reach my farther if I allow my energy to reach in a new way. So I'm officially hanging up my hat and and it feels so sweet to sit with you in that completion today. Mm, I'm so happy for, for this moment. And I'm so drawn to you because I feel like you just embody the feminine in a way that I 
like strive to, right? And I, we've talked about this, but for me, I feel that it's not so much, um, it's like a remembering, like it doesn't come naturally to me um, to be so in the feminine. And so when I see somebody that's like painting their face with their period blood, like it doesn't get more in the feminine, like connected to your womb than that. And I'm so inspired and so drawn to that. And I want to talk about that more, but that's one of the reasons why I'm so drawn to you is I feel that I'm 32 years old. And just in the last couple of years, have I really started to listen to my own womb? And, um, I think there's so many women out there who just aren't connected in that way. So I want to hear more about what you do, how you help people. But first, if you could share a little bit more of your story, um, your why and, why you're really, you know, making this big transition, what's the call and why do you do it? Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. And I, I just want to preface with one thing, cause you really inspired me with something you just said. Um, about two weeks ago, I had a 67 year old woman in, in a one-on-one -on -one session with me. And it was the first time that she had really understood that there was something more than the space within her body that was meant to make babies and bleed. And she had been in menopause for a very long time and she was sitting in front of me and I was so moved because, you know, we often think that it needs to be in our younger years to really connect in this way. And she really taught me something in that session that, you know, it's, there's never a perfect moment. We just connect when we heal, hear the call. Um, and so, you know, you hearing the call right now is in perfect timing. And if you're someone that's much older or later in their beautiful years in the womb, um, now is the perfect time. Mm. I love <laughs> that. I love that. So tell me more. Tell me more. So my story, um, my story began in the space of rock bottomness, truthfully, I, I had been really disconnected from, I call, I'll, it probably interchanged between saying womb space and pelvic bowl. And, and the reason why is because we all hold this beautiful energetic complexity um, between our pelvis and whether you are someone that has the biological womb or you have the pelvic bowl, you are able to connect to this space. And so if you hear me interchange between those words, um, I like to dance between the poetic magic. And I was really disconnected from this space my whole life. And I didn't really feel supported to ever connect, truthfully. You know, I was taught from a very young age that getting your period was a burden and it was painful and you wouldn't be able to do all the things that boys could do. And, you know, so many of our societal narratives really um, push us to disconnect. And my husband and I had been married for a year and, and, you know, we were going in that classic, okay, so we've been married for a year. Let's think about starting a family and, you know, this very cookie cutter way of looking at connecting. And all of a sudden I had this like mechanical turn on button, right? I was like, okay, I've been disconnected from you forever. And now my expectations are this high and I'm wanting you to now perform exactly how I want you to and get pregnant right away. Wow. And it was about two weeks before we had decided to consciously conceive. And I started bleeding this very thick black blood. It was very outside of my normal menstrual cycle. It was unlike anything I had ever experienced before. And, you know, I, I tried to disconnect because that was the normal path of just saying, oh, it'll go away on its own, or this is just a one-off. Um, and, you know, two weeks went by, three weeks went by, and it just became more and more severe. And I ended up going to my doctor and they kind of, you know, really 
affirmed what I had said. They, they're like, oh yeah, it's just a one-off. Just watch it, you know, see how it goes. Come back if it hasn't resolved itself in a couple of months. Um, so even the, the systems that are meant to support us in connection had really affirmed that disconnecting and, and really just brushing things off to this magnitude is quite supported when there isn't an, an answer, right? There isn't a medical reason why. Um, and, you know, I went months after months after months and ended up bleeding for almost 365 days straight. It was just short of a year when I finally had my, my quote unquote normal menstrual cycle come home to me. And Krista, I tried everything. I, I really wanted it to be easy. And I saw a few different medical practitioners and the only thing they could say to me was, let's get you on birth control. And I remember getting the prescription and I sat with it and I was just like, this is not, this is not the way, like, this is really, this is not, I'd been begging for a quick fix, right? The magic pill, the magic formula. And, and I just knew in my heart, it wasn't the way. And it was that moment that I really realized how important it is to participate in our health. It, it's mm -hmm. so important for us to have a voice and to really do our own research. And, and, you know, I was technically a medical anomaly in that moment. Um, nobody really had an answer for me. And I always say that that was actually the perfect moment for me to fully take my power back. I didn't have a medical diagnosis. There was nothing quote unquote wrong with me. And so I could go on this really left field mm. healing path because um, my safety wasn't, wasn't right. as impacted. Um, and I, I just felt like in that moment, I started to magnetize all of these people. People were telling me about podcasts and books, and I wasn't telling them what was going on with me, but it was just all of this information started to come my way. And I really started hearing this, this voice that I, I can't really explain um, to this day. But when you connect, I feel like you start to hear it. It's very similar to that intuitive voice, but it's so much deeper. It's like in your bones. And it just said, continue on. Continue mm -hmm. on. Create a relationship with your blood, with your cycle. You're safe in your body. And, and let's go on this journey together. I love that. And here we are. I mean, I just helped you with your website. I mean, you have, you do sacred, tell me all the things you do. You have sacred womb sessions. Um, you have groups, you have, you're launching your first course, re, re or not your first course. Uh, you've already done this, but it's called re rewrite your womb story. And I'm super drawn to it. I'm really considering it. I think, you know, I, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast before, so forgive me if you're listening and I have, but I had like a really um, intense experience for age, you know, 15, basically till 28, 29. Um, every month, it was usually on a Wednesday, I would wake up in the middle of the night and in my dream, I would get shot. And in the stomach and I would look around and I would not be able to see where it came from. And then I'd be like on the ground writhing in pain. And then finally it would be like, wake up, wake up, wake up. This is real. So I'd wake up like army crawl to the bathroom, like find Advil, find a tampon, like lie in the fetal position, basically trying not to, you know, cry. And until I fell back to sleep, the Advil kicked in and then I'd like wake up. And that was like how my period would come every month for over a decade. 
And it happened while I was in Hawaii on Kauai, which has been such a healing place for me, especially the feminine in me. Um, one of my teachers lives there, Deborah Silverman. She's an astrologist and I get to spend extended periods of time with her. And, um, she takes me to the spa and we like chant in the steam shower. And, you know, it's like, so I'm so dropped in there in such a different way. And I was telling her, you know, I was up early watching sunrise because I had this experience and she's like, you know, you can talk to your body. I was like, what? <laughs> she was like, you can tell your body like, this is normal. I'm not dying. Like be gentle. Like you can give me like a gentle reminder, right? You don't have to like, mm -hmm. you know, shoot me in the stomach every time. So I did for the next month, I just talked to my body and I was like, this is totally normal. You're a female. Like this is, you know, the way you're supposed to be thousands of years. And, um, sure enough the next time. And from then on, it's just like this little ting of a cramp. I got like, and it, and it's so gentle. Um, I still have really crazy PMS, um, before, but it's not this like dramatic, painful, um, violent, almost traumatizing experience. And that's how simple it was, um, to make that switch. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Now my body knows, like I can brush back under the rug again, you know? So it's like, I've had this like taste or this, um, and I think so many women I talk to have, whether it's when they're giving birth or, um, you know, an intense period or just some, some sort of outer body, outer worldly experience where you feel so connected to your womb. And then it's like, okay. And we forget to remember. Um, and I think that's so much of my work right now is just remembering and remembering. And I think meeting you is such a deep remembrance really, um, of, wow, this is really important for women. It's something that isn't talked about. And I'm so glad you're turning it into a business. So talk to me a little bit more about that process of connecting with your womb, connecting with your blood, um, I do want to touch on like the blood paintings, the blood face, the blood burying, like tell me about this ritual other than the shock value that it brings on Instagram, which I'm here for. Um, I love shock value. It's one of my favorite things, but obviously there's such a deeper meaning there. And I'd love for you to sort of share about that journey. And, and then when you decided to share it publicly, because that's a big, a big thing. Yeah. Mm, thank you. And I love what you said about you know, the, the transformational experiences, these initiations that we can go through, right. And, and the correlation to birth, I heard you say, mm -hmm. and I say every menstruation is, is a birth. We go into those deep spaces of the feminine psyche. And there's actually a lot of complexity that shifts within the brain that allows us to go there, mm -hmm. but we resist, right. There's so, so much of it that, that is so resistant and some of it's ours, some of it's ancestral. And so if we can really see it as this beautiful birthing experience, bring in the sounds of birth, bring in the primal experience of birth, make it dark, make it dim and really go into the experience of birthing part of yourself truthfully. Um, and it can be such a, a magnificent way for you to connect to those deeper layers of us that, that only we can access. And so my experience with connecting to my blood Firstly, was was off, obviously the loud communications of me bleeding every single day. There, there really wasn't anywhere for me to hide, and you know, I laugh sometimes when I'm sitting with my womb because I'm like, whoa, like you, you really brought me into it. Um, 
and I'm so thankful for it. And, you know, the, the, the primary reason why I started creating such a relationship to my blood is because there was a deep grieving that I was going through when we were, I say we, my husband and I, when we were going through this experience of fertility and not you know, being able to conceive because there was this, this biological communication from my womb saying, this is not the time to hold a physical pregnancy. And so there was a distinction between the blood I was bleeding every day and my physical menstruation. And so I was able to see the different textures and communications from the blood. Um, it would go from that dark blood to this bright red blood. And I would know that that was actually a time of menstruation. And I would go into these deep spaces of grieving because I realized that, you know, there's so much intention that we, we don't go into menstruation with. And I was using a menstrual cup at that time because I was bleeding so often. I just really didn't want to have these products inside of me every day. And I was pouring my blood down the toilet one day and this voice came into my body and it said, why are you watching yourself wash your dreams down the toilet? The dreams of becoming a mother. And the symbolism of that over and over and over again, playing in that really tender feminine psyche place that I was in during menstruation, you know, was bringing me into this, this new way of honoring this dream of becoming a mother and and so much more of course that i couldn't conceptualize in that moment and so i i heard the voice really loudly and it said you need to plant these dream seeds you need to plant your blood and you know i i was so resistant i live in an apartment i was like what am i going to do just like walk walk down the hallways and and so of course that was peeling back the layers of shame all of those years as a teenage girl hiding tampons and all of these things it was starting to bubble up to the surface through these communications and i have this beautiful garden plot in the backyard of my building and I have this beautiful rosemary tree um, and it, it was really speaking to me to allow that tree and, and the growth of that and the way that I harvest the rosemary and bring it into my cooking and everything else in my life to have this reciprocity between mm -hmm. my body giving back to the earth that I was receiving from and feeling the way in which I could use that as a ceremony to plant those dream seeds of becoming a mother. Um, and from there, it just, it built and, and every cycle is different. You know, some cycles I can feel that I'm moving through a lot and planting is really the only way to honor. Sometimes it's going to the river and really allowing the, the river to wash through. And other times it's a creative process like painting. Um, and other times it's painting my face with my menstrual blood and that does usually shock a lot of people. Um, and tell me do about that moment that you were <laughs> yeah. like, tell me about that moment where you were like, I'm going to put this on my face because I'm going to say full disclosure. I have thought about it more since meeting you just like th there's so much to unpack in, in what you're saying. And, and I want to get, get through it all, but, mm -hmm. um, and I want to come back to this moment because I think it's, just so society, like it just, it just by doing that and posting it like breaks down so much at once. Like it's so impactful for so many people and gets people thinking in, in different ways. And like, if you're triggered by it, why are you triggered by it? And it's like all this work that we do, right. All the shadow work and in one moment, in one photo, and you're very beautiful and very feminine. So to see this like super beautiful face covered in period blood, it's like, you're drawn to it in a really like primal way. And I think 
just, I'm in deep resonance with everything you're saying about wanting to become a mother. And I think so many women can relate to that. Um, you know, just a quick story. I recently, um, I have a lot of people around me who can't conceive naturally. Um, whether it's they're, you know, in same-sex relationships or um, trans or like they're just, I'm surrounded by people um, that can't conceive naturally. I also have good friends who've gotten pregnant like on their first try, right? So I have like the, I run the gamut, but it's always on my mind. Um, I, when I was young, had like experiences, cysts, whatever, things like that. So I've always had this fear of not being able to conceive and not being able to get pregnant naturally. And so I was talking to my doctor and I love my doctor. First and foremost, like finding a primary care doctor in Western medicine that like sees you is just the most amazing thing. And I was talking to her. She's so beautiful. And I called her recently about my antidepressants. And then I was talking to her about fertility and wanting to get pregnant and all of these fears. And she was like, why do you want to see a fertility doctor? Like, why do you want to get your follicles counted or whatever? Like, why? Tell me why. So I basically like expressed all my anxiety and fear to her. And she was like, I need you to separate yourself from all of those stories. And this is my like Western, you know, primary care doctor with Kaiser that's like looking at me saying, this is what, and she's like, I'm not just saying this is my opinion. This is science like forever. This is like what I, she's like, I'm not saying this is the only thing you're meant to do, but your body was made for this. And I need you to recognize that you are female. You have no history. Like your mom didn't have any miscarriages. You don't have diabetes. Like she like listed all the science reasons why I'm not high risk at all. And she said, when, she said, you're so young that insurance won't even cover it unless you've been actively trying for a year. Um, so I think you just need to relax, like get your mental health in order and start exercising, like really tapping into your menstrual cycle. Right. And all this stuff. And I'm like, totally. Mm -hmm. And I can't just like ignore my menstrual cycle and take Advil and like chug through. And then, like you said, expect to just get pregnant right away when I haven't been connected to my womb at all, um, for the longest time. And then here I have this thing of wanting to be a mom, but I'm not actually embodying that. It's like, I heard, uh, somebody came on my podcast and she talked to, we were talking about black lives matter. And she was saying so many people intellectualize, um, all of this stuff, but they're not actually embodying it. And that's what I feel so much listening to you. It's like, I know it, but I'm not embodying it. And I think that's what you're really helping people do. So when I met you, I was super drawn to the work that you're doing. I recognize that this is something that if I do want to conceive um, in the next year or so, I really need to start tapping into this. So but then taking it the step further, you know, we hear of like the hippies that plant their period blood or paint or whatever. And, and I think that there's so much more to that. So I want to talk about that moment where you're like sitting there with your period blood and decide to like put it on your face and then post it. And like yeah. what that experience was like as a woman, um, just sharing with, you know, friends and family that like, that's what you're up to. And like what that felt like, you know, I, I think I have these dance parties um, by myself. And even that I would be scared to post. And so for you to post that, I just feel so inspired by that. Thank you. And before we go into that, I want to thank you for sharing that part of your story 
And that's such a beautiful experience with your doctor, especially being a birth doula. You know, I work so much in Western medicine, but from I, I'm essentially the bridge between my clients' wants and, right. and the, the medicine and, and just making sure that everybody's feeling that, that value. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this beautiful teaching that I received from a fertility acupuncturist that I love so much. And she was explaining to me this beautiful channel between the heart and the womb. And it's the only channel that they're actually not able to manipulate with needles because it's the one channel in the body that needs to be in connection to the person holding it. There's no way to actually create more energy flow or or chi or any of these beautiful vibrations and frequencies. It's it's about us connecting to the heart of our bodies and our wombs. Um, And I feel like that's so much of what your care practitioner was sharing with you is really bringing the heart into the womb space and and the womb back up to the heart. And so, um, yeah, I'm excited to see you on that journey. Yeah, I feel just, I just feel so lucky that, that was her response. Like, I just feel so seen by her and it took a really long time. Um, especially I have all these issues. My listeners know I have this eye thing and I'm on antidepressants and blah, 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 like whatever. We all have our issues, but it took me years to find a doctor. Like I had a doctor that was like emotionally abusive and didn't believe me about my anxiety. And it was just like such a nightmare. And then I met her and she's so beautiful and so smart and so funny. And it's like changed my whole perception, right? Of like Western care. And I'm just so grateful to have her and to have these conversations. Like that's really my balance is to go deep, deep, deep into the spiritual, the feminine, the, you know, I'm doing these courses where I'm channeling ancestors and this kind of thing with, I want to hear about what actually goes into your course and what rewriting your womb story is all about. Um, and I'm really doing that dance between both worlds. And I'm just so grateful that there are people like you and there are people like her. And for whatever reason, I've called you both into my world during this, during this part of my journey, you know, and yeah, there's just so much, so much more I want to say, but I'm going to let you talk now about, um, that moment and sharing it on social media, because I, so many of my clients struggle with posting a selfie in general or sharing about what they're doing, um, what they want to create, whether it's coaching, you know, my clients are all across the gamut, but a lot of healers, coaches, and they have such a hard time sharing um, their vulnerable parts of themselves, which is what their audience actually wants. So I would love to hear, you know, just how that process goes for you because it's quite vulnerable what you're sharing. Yeah. So full vulnerability and transparency. When I was guided to put my womb blood onto my face, I was inspired by a few other women that are in the field and I didn't love it. I'm going to be totally honest with you. I was met with so much resistance. I I was battling like all of these parts of myself. I felt like I was flooded with the story of the dirty and the shame and the all of these parts of menstrual blood. And at the same time was guided on this path to be like, just keep going forward. Today's the first day of this relationship. You know, you just, you just, just go into it. And I was really slow. Um, and I was sitting at my altar and it took a really long time. And I think I had it on my face for 
a couple minutes and yeah. I rinsed it right away. I yeah. went into the shower. I was like, okay, I did this. Yeah. And, and it was the integration of that experience that I felt was really important because I had so many voices come into myself that I was like, okay, I really need to integrate this slowly and, and discover. And it was probably about a full year of coming into that type of relationship before I actually posted. Mm. Um, and it, it took me that long because I was wavering between the sacredness of the exploration and I didn't even really understand what I was going through. This was so otherworldly to me. Um, but what I did have is this really beautiful connection to my great grandmother who inspires so much of my strength truthfully and I had really been connecting to her through this experience she was a phenomenal woman she's passed now um, and she took a really long time in her life to actually start living from a desired state she got her first pension check when she was you know in her 60s and that's that was the time she started living her life and mm. I I've taken that into my heart so much and, and said you know for me to do right by my ancestors and create a lot of healing is actually by me fully showing up in my life. That's the most healing thing that I can do. And so I, when I started to be guided to share this with my community, I was so scared. I was so scared for one, that it was going to take away from the sacredness of it yeah. to put it on, on a platform like social media. I, I was really worried about like the energy that was going to shift. Um, and I was really scared that people were going to call me names and tell me how disgusting I am and all these things. And certainly that happens. I get messages like that, you know, every single week. Um, Those but, are people that are wishing they could put their <laughs> on their face. People get really creative too. People get really creative with the messages. I always say like, though, I just want you to know that like when you get those kinds of messages, that is success because you've made, you've triggered something in somebody, you've made them feel and it's not for everyone, but the fact that they are taking the time out of their day to troll you or give you their energy, mm -hmm. I just think speaks to something so much bigger. And I always tell my clients that like when you get haters, that's like a level of success that at some point, if you keep growing in your business, you'll be met with. And when that happens, it's like a test, you know, it's like, how serious am I about this work? And can I push through it and not let those messages get to me? Because I'm sure you get like, you know, it's probably 90, 10 in percentage with the support versus the negative comments, but we always, you know, like mm -hmm. to harp on the negative comments, but especially sharing something that personal and that sacred, I think is, is so inspiring. And I really love that you said that you were inspired by other women, because I think that is a huge huge um, and very important thing to sort of unpack is that when we share something so sacred and personal, not only is it a big moment for us to be like, this is who I am, but it allows other people to be vulnerable and it allows other people to say, oh, like maybe I can do that. Um, and that's how it felt when I see your pictures. I'm like, maybe I can do that. And I had a really really interesting experience. And I can't believe I'm sharing this here, but I was sailing, um, a couple of weeks ago in, in the sea of Cortez, we were fishing, right. As we were sailing and when I'm sailing and at sea in general, that's when I feel the most, I guess, connected to the feminine, to spirit, to source, to home, all of it. And I was bleeding, um, at sea. And what's so interesting is the last three times I've gone out to sea, 
I was bleeding every time. Yeah. And I just realized that when I told you that. That's like the first time I'm realizing that. And um, we, so I'm bleeding, right? So I'm like having cramps, taking Advil, like putting a tampon and doing all this stuff to like clean up my situation. Then I go outside and we catch a fish and we have to like, you know, if you've ever murdered a fish, it's very bloody and the blood gets everywhere because the boat is white. And so it's just like blood everywhere. And I was like, we were under sea, we were like underway. So there, it was waves and it was just crazy. We're trying to murder this fish and it's a big fish. And, um, it's me and my sister-in-laws and Clay's driving. And it's just like this scene, this bloody, bloody scene. And I remember looking around and I went down in the mirror and I thought of you because I was covered in the fish blood Mm. on my clothes, on my face. Um, and I wasn't grossed out at all. It felt so primal and like cool. And I just had this moment of like, I have fish blood all over my face and that's fine. But yet I'm like totally covering up the fact, like I had the worst cramps. I was like my heaviest bleed day. And then I'm like looking around at all this blood and it was such a moment. And I still am really processing, you know, and I'm definitely a verbal processor and I haven't shared that um, until now. So I still need to process what that all means. But I remember like catching myself in the mirror and thinking of you and just sort of laughing, Mm -hmm. um, at how ridiculous that moment was because I can have this dead fish all over my face and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But like my own period blood needs to be like hidden and Mm -hmm. yeah. So I don't know why I decided to share that, but it was so crazy. I Um, love that story. I love that story for so many reasons. One, I always say the womb really, really, really speaks to us. And so this, this feeling of, oh, wow, actually the last three times that I got my bleed, I was out at sea tells, tells me something about the invitation that there is for you you to be in that environment more and how that can really bring you into the feminine in a really beautiful way. Um, So the womb speaks really loudly. And you know what? I want to talk about the science a little bit for a moment because menstrual blood is what we call regenerative cells. They're very, very wise cellular structure. So when we think about the complexity of the uterus in, an, in its anatomical form, we know that the endometrial lining softens and sheds, and that's the process of menstruation. So we have this extremely regenerative lining that's continuously building and shedding itself. And what that creates is menstrual blood is full of these regenerative cells that we call stem cells. And so people might recognize the terminology of stem cells. You know, they use it a lot with athletes and injuries, and there's all these different ways to use them. And menstrual blood is super high in these regenerative cells. So not only is there a ceremonial aspect, that beautiful primal feminine psyche aspect to menstrual blood, there's also this, you know, kind of vain beauty aspect. We know that stem cells really, really help with regenerating things like skin and tissue repair and all of this beautiful healing. And if you've ever heard of cord blood, so umbilical cord blood, um, it's a very similar cellular structure. We save that so that we can help do regenerative medicine for either that baby or any other human on this planet. And how disruptive would it be to know that each month we have this overflowing well of these beautiful stem cells that we can access and they're ours and we can do with them what we want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And, you know, the, the science is starting to catch up, but I do think that there's a little bit or a lot of suppression to really coming out and, and telling us about the medicinal components of our menstrual blood, because there's so much that's trying to keep it silent. So when you go and get things like vampire facials, right, which is like a huge facial, what they're doing is they're actually extracting blood from your body. They're whipping it so that it no longer looks like blood. They're right. extracting the clearer parts of it and they're putting it in your face. And my thing is always, well, you actually have this overflowing <laughs> totally. stem cells between your legs. And if we can get past the shame and the dirty and the tabooness of it, we can actually really come into a deep space of, wow, I can use my own blood as, as a regenerative, you know, face mask that I get to bathe in every single month. Oh my God. I love it so much. I'm so here for it. Um, I want to talk about before we share um, the, the re, re, I can't say rewrite your womb story today. Um, some of the benefits of doing this work. So obviously um, just listening to you talk and seeing you share and looking at your website, like you're so in it, you're so passionate about it. Um, it's obviously what you're here to do. There's no doubt about that. Um, but what, like share some of the experiences of some of your clients or people that you've worked with, like what is um, other than, you know, connecting and feeling, but give me some like tangible um, benefits to really starting to dive into this work. Like what kind of pain points are, are your clients experiencing? Why do they come to you and what problem are you, are you solving for that? Mm -hmm. So I would say that there's, there's a very um, beautiful dance between the biological and the spirit, right? Mm -hmm. So I would say, you know, I'm kind of part science, part spirit, I'm a nutritionist that focuses in women's health, so I can go really science body logic with you, and I can also take you into the spirit and energetic world. Um, a lot of people come to me for a biological problem. There's, there's a communication of PCOS, endometriosis, really painful periods, infertility, you know, these, these biological symptoms that truthfully don't have a lot of medical merit right now. We don't right. know why a lot of these things are happening in the body and outside of birth control and surgery. Surgery, there isn't really a lot that the medical system can do. And much like my own journey, that ends up being a pathway to, okay, well, let's look. Let's look outside of the logic and what we know, and let's go a little bit deeper. Um, and so I work a lot with herbs and food. I really like mm -hmm. to simplify. I call it um, the cyclic living is, is one of the dietary programs that I really like to get people on. And that is eating for your cycle, really understanding the complexity of the cycle. Because so often when it's just menstruation that we're focusing on, we're trying to just tend to the menstruation. But there's this whole other complex hormonal shift that's happening within the four phase of this, phases of the cycle that really needs to be tended to in order for the menstruation to find a point of harmony. Um, so we work with the complexity of the cycle. Then we go into the energetics of the feminine. You know, what are the tension patterns that you're holding within the pelvic bowl? Um, I'm in mentorship right now with Tammy Lynn Kent, who's the author of Wild Feminine. And so she's taught me a lot about the feminine and the way that we've disconnected and, and held so much story within the pelvic bowl. And it's really translating to disease, to sickness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's usually a biological pang, and then we explore, right? We go into the story, we go into sexual expression, we go into pleasure, either the exploration or the suppression of it. And I like to say that the womb touches everything. You know, people come in with PCOS and we start talking about relationship to mother. People come in with fertility issues and we start talking about their relationship to the earth or the food that they're eating or their partners. And so um, I like to take a really well-rounded approach but I don't pretend to know everything. I have a lot of practitioners that I work really closely with because of the complexity of the womb. Um, And each session is wildly different because we hold this beautiful, unique space within our pelvic bowl that we explore. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, I also just think that there's something so sacred about um, girls only for lack of a better, you know, word. I just, I was talking to, um, I think this will come out right after actually, um, I had this really amazing woman on, um, she'll come out either a week before you or a week after whatever, but, um, it's definitely my listeners are going to understand like where I'm going and what I'm interested in because I'm really calling in this energy. And, um, she was talking all about just the feminine and, and so much of, of, of what you're saying. And I'm just so, so drawn to so much of it. And I want to talk about now and just wrap up with how you've taken this, like, okay, I'm going to listen to this voice and plant my period blood to now teaching these, like you've turned it into a business, which is super inspiring. Um, in so many ways, I think that there's a lot of women out there that, um, have these passions, have these like major experiences happening, but then stepping into it in a business model. Um, so tell me about that. And I would love you to just share about the rewrite your womb story, um, who it's for, what it, what it, what it does and, um, how we can, how we can learn more. Mm-hmm. So I always like to say I was, I was guided by the spirit of the womb. Mm-hmm. much longer than I probably realized. I was a hairstylist for 10 years. Oh, wow. um, so I've always been in these spaces with a lot of women, you know, touching women, building trust really quickly with women, being able mm-hmm. to shift conversation and, and make sure that my clients always felt really supported and comfortable. And so I had this kind of like decade long training, if you will, that guided me into being able to facilitate and hold space in a really profound way, um, which I'm so thankful for. And, you know, it actually is so interesting. I was reflecting on this this morning. Part of my, my inability to become a mother um, at that time really taught me about the ways in which I'm continuously birthing. And I am a mother to my creative projects. I'm a mother to my community. I'm a mother to the earth. And so I really started taking the way in which we focus so much on nourishing ourselves for pregnancy and stepping into becoming a mother and how I could take this beautiful overflowing essence of my feminine and the mother and birthing who I am into the world with no limitations. You know, we go into motherhood and we often don't really know what we're doing. And and it's a journey that allows us to fully surrender to the elements around us. And I said, how can I fully embody this part of my journey right now? Um, And so I started slow. You know, I quit my full-time career as a stylist. I 
been working, you know, 50 plus hours a week and it was not sustainable for my creative zone anymore. I rented a chair one or two days a week and I just slowly started having these conversations with women in my community. I started doing a women's circle and just holding space for hearing, hearing people's stories. And it was a slow process, but it needed to be so that there was a sustainability and, and a really impactful learning that I was going through so that I could hold the space I know I was being initiated into. And it was at the end of 20, I guess 2018, actually, that I was like, Jasmine, you're either going to do this or you're not. You, you have to be seen. You know, you're making such huge waves in your community right now. This is totally possible for you to fully step into if you truly trust. And, and my masculine had to come in in that moment and really anchor me into strategy. And, How interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and these beautiful things that me and Krista have been talking about in my business. So I really needed that energy to support the, the wildness of my feminine river. I call it. So I called on, on the riverbed, the edges, my masculine to really hold me. And I decided that January to just totally go for it. And I launched my first round of rewrite your womb story. And I built this beautiful six module curriculum to really start understanding the cycle, um, the feminine, the masculine, these beautiful gestation periods that we go through within our own creativity and the connection to spirit and science. And I birthed it into the world and it filled within a week and I just fully rode the wave. And from there, I have done one-on-one -on -one sessions, I do monthly circles, and I was actually able to fully retire from hair this summer. Um, which I'm so celebrating. And now I'm just in the process of really being in tune with my cycle as the gestator of all of my creations. And it is so aligned and so magnetic. And I feel just so in flow with life, truly. I mean, it's so inspiring to hear you speak this way and also just like a nice little ode to your masculine side, I think, um, you know, it's, it's, we need both. And like, I, I don't hate on my masculine side. It's, it's me. It's even just looking at the two of us right now, um, you know, and the way that we're dressed and the way that we speak. And I'm definitely more tapped in on the masculine side and you're more tapped in on the feminine side. And I think we need both. Like it's such a dance. It's such a balance and we're here for each other and we're both women, you know, and we're both, yeah we're both doing this work in, in such different ways. And I'm just so happy to know you. And I'm so happy to share this episode. Um, it's definitely one of the more, you know, out there, I guess, in terms of my normal topics and, and guests. And I was so excited to have you. And I can't wait to just share this on socials because I think that this conversation, you're such a bridge, you know, and that's what you were saying. Like you're a dance between, um, what were you saying? Like the bi biology and spirit. Um, and I feel the same way with my business. It's strategy and spirit. Um, and I really feel that that spirit side anchors so much of us. And I used to be really hesitant to share about it, talk about it. And last night in my marketing fundamentals course, I was like, I'm raking all of you right now. Like I'm over not talking about it. I'm like, have my 
altars surrounding me, you know, it's just any, for me, the spirit side is a remembering and it's any opportunity that, um, even having a candle lit or my, my guru, a little picture right here, like any, just quick, remember, 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 because it's so easy to forget, but it's also so easy to remember. And I do feel that this womb story is such a remembering we know it's not like we have to learn it. We know, but it's so hidden down there. Even when I had that moment of, wow, I can talk to my body. This is really crazy. Oh, that's done. I'm going to go back to the masculine now and like control everything. And, and what's so interesting is my Reiki master is pretty clairvoyant and just a soul sister of mine. And she keeps telling me that uh, yin is how I get pregnant, yin and restorative, yin and restorative. That's just like what she keeps saying. And like, what I hear is like the feminine, like the softening, the, the yin side of myself and like, how can I bring her through? And, and it's hard, uh, running a business and, and having these experiences. So I, it's like, I have the business and then I have these moments on the podcast or I have a, a Reiki session or I have a healing and, and how to, bring that into your everyday world, no matter what it is that you're doing is I think the dance that I'm learning right now. And it's a beautiful one. And, and you're such a great teacher for me. And I think so many, and that's the last thing I want to say, like so many people are inspired by you that you'll never hear from, you know, so many people are seeing your words, watching what you're doing that will never double tap. They'll never like it. They'll never comment, but you're changing their lives. And I think especially doing that work that you're doing, and I've had to realize that too, especially in my business, I've had people reach out and they're like, I've been following you for five years. I just wanted to say, and I'm sure there's 20 of me not saying this, right? But this is how impactful it is. And I feel that way with your stuff. Um, you know, sometimes I'll skim through it and maybe not like it or comment, but it's like hitting so hard. So tell us how we can follow you. Um, she shares so openly, so vulnerably, so much education, so much information. It's a dream as a marketer to work with her because it's niche, it's specific, it's not for everyone, it's authentic, it's intentional. It's got all of all of the fixings for great success and, and a great journey ahead. So I love working with you. And um, for anybody who wants to work with you, learn from you, give me all the calls to action when the next program Instagram starts, Instagram, all that. Yes. And I, I need to just say how much I deeply love and appreciate you and the way that you are anchoring me into strategy being this really actual, beautiful, spiritual journey. Um, and I'm just so thankful for our work together, Krista. Thank me too. You. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find me on, my business is called Humble Wild Wellness. You can find me on Instagram at Humble Wild Wellness. I highly suggest subscribing to my newsletter because I love to give lots of beautiful tips around connecting to the menstrual cycle, visual visualizations, recipes, anything that I can really inspire you with tangible ways to connect to your room where you are right now. My website is humblewildwellness.com and my signature program, Rewrite Your Womb Story, I've had over 75 women go through it this year with such incredible transformation in their lives. We will be starting early January and um, launch is happening 
around the end of November, early December. So you'll definitely want to stay tuned for that. There's going to be a lot of beautiful free classes for you to join in to really start connecting to your womb where you are today. And the community honestly blows my mind. So you will be really, really held in the support of exploring your own unique womb medicine. Mm, I love it. And she has a great uh, visualization that you can get right now on her site, the bleed visualization. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a good one. So I highly recommend you join her list. And um, for everybody listening today, thank you for being here. Thank you for evolving with me. Um, I think it's so cool to see the podcast listeners and downloads going up, up, up as I get more and more into the things that really call me. And Jasmine's one of those people. So expect to hear more podcasts like this one, because this is what really lights me up. And this is what I really want to help be be a messenger uh, to share this kind of amazingness with the world. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being on the journey with me. Thank you, Jasmine. And until next time, keep growing.